welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey, welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lewis, and I'm so excited to have you back again this week as we talk about ways in which we, you can be better engaged, more engaged, more in tune with the not only the world around you, but really the lives of your daughters, because we are trying to raise amazing daughters that are going to grow up into amazing women. And today we've got a great person on the show today to be able to talk about just that. We're going to be talking to Catherine Goldstein, who is the host of the Double Shift podcast. And, you know, Catherine came to my attention through a Twitter post. I had seen her talking about a study that had come out from the Labor Department about the number of women that had left the workforce. And it was a staggering number. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, so, Catherine, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. You know, it is my pleasure having you here today. Gender equity is something that we have been talking a lot about in Fathering Together, and it is something that impacts us inside the home, inside the workplace, and in raising daughters, as I know I am, I look at the future and I say to myself, I know that I want my daughters to be able to achieve whatever they want in front of themselves. And when I saw this study that was out there from the Labor Department about how many women, over 800,000 women that had left the workforce over the last few months, I was just shocked, as I'm, as I'm sure that you were too. I was not shocked, actually. Really? Okay. <laughs> I feel like I saw this, I was sad, and I, I feel like it's a really terrible number, but I, I wasn't shocked, actually, because I feel like I've been seeing the writing on the walls about the toll that the pandemic is taking on families, especially mothers. And obviously, you know, most people know that COVID has disproportionately affected industries that women work in, like um, retail, uh, hospitality, uh, a lot of service industry professions. But beyond that, I mean, the fact that we saw this this really large number between uh, August and September, I think most parents, you know, are familiar with that is when virtual, that's when school started back and so many people were back to virtual school. And I think that, that the idea of going back to virtual school really became a breaking point for so many people. And I think that's directly related to mothers carrying more than their fair share of the burden at home, just feeling like there was no path forward in the in the paid labor force. You know, I think that you're right. When I look at that too, I, I you know, I, I think that there's definitely something there. I mean, I think that it is sad that it, it comes to that. And I am concerned about the future when I look at my own daughters and seeing where the future might go from here. Yeah. And and it really does go down to some of the things that we've been talking about in fathering together about gender equity and that people that fathers need to take a stand and they need to step up to be able to take on a role of an advocate for gender equity in the world around them. And I think that starts in the home, don't you? Oh, yes. I'm a huge advocate of gender equity starting in the home. And I think, you know, one of the things I think it's really important a lot of times I think for men, having daughters opens them up to a new perspective about the challenges that women face, you know, personally and professionally, and they think about the ways they want to build for a better future. But like the future is today. And I think there's so much that can be done with gender equity in the uh, gender equity in the home and the workplace that like, 
fathers, not just in how they interact with their daughters, but how they interact with their daughter's mothers and the women in their lives have a huge impact on actually the the world that we don't have to wait to see what that world is going to be like. We can start working on it right now. Now, as we talk about ways in which we can start to work on this and support this as fathers today, are there things that you that come to your mind as starting points? If someone is thinking about this, and, I, and I'm going to be put a shameless plug and say, I think one of the ways to do it is to join our, our Dads for Gender Equity Facebook group, because that's an amazing way to be able to connect with other dads that want to be as part of this. But beyond that, Catherine, what kind of things would you say to a father that is saying, I just, I want him to do something. I don't know what to do to be able to either have these conversations, start to support this in different ways and moving in a direction of trying to be more equitable and working to support equity, not only in the home, but beyond. You know, some of the research that I think is really important to bring up in this context is that before the pandemic, and especially during the pandemic, fathers vastly overestimate how much they're doing in the home. So they have sociologists do like time diary studies and sort of follow around and and mothers consistently do more in the home, um, even when both parents work full time. And it's even more stark um, around virtual school, almost half of fathers said that they were doing about half of the virtual schooling. And only 4% of mothers agreed that fathers were doing half of the virtual schooling. So I think that there's a big perception versus reality gap. And I think there's a lot of public policy and sort of decades of reasons why this is. But I think starting to look at that in your own home um, then helps change the dynamics in politics and the work environment. So that's sort of like one of the places I think is really, really important to start is that I think most dads should come to come to this with the understanding that they probably are underestimating what they are doing in the home. <laughs> well, that's probably the case. I yeah. mean, and, and definitely we'll, we'll own that yeah. as it is. I'm, but there are dads out there that are holding yeah. their own. And I, and I uh, have to make sure that we say that as well. Yeah. Now, I think that as you mentioned the workplace, and I know that in your podcast, and I'll let you definitely share more about your podcast too, but you're talking to a lot of working mothers on your podcast. Yes. And for dads with daughters, and they may understand this perspective because of the partner that they have in their life, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Women in the workplace are dealing with with different situations than men are facing. Yes. That's been happening for many, many years. Yes. And and I think that from the conversations that you are having with women in the workplace, where are we today? And what can men do to be able to support women in the workplace, to be able to have that parity, that equity? And I'm going to say that shatter the glass ceiling, but even beyond that, right? That we just have that equity in the workplace and that people are seen in that equal way. Yeah, I, this is a really important issue. So I really believe in you know workplace policies that support all parents, but the situation for moms and dads in the workplace are just statistically very different. So women, when they have a baby between the ages of 25 and 35, which is you know prime childbearing years, their earnings are likely never to recover as compared to their male partner. Women's earnings on average are reduced for every child they have. And men actually get a, a, a bump. They actually earn more because people see 
fathers as being responsible and deserving more money, whereas mothers are actually earn less um, for every child they have. So while family responsibilities, discrimination can happen to both men and women, women suffer from anti-mom bias in the workplace far more than fathers, just because of our perceptions that there's this idea that you, in America, that we're still clinging to, that you can't be a good mother and a good worker at the same time. And that is like a very, very deeply held um, bias that a lot of people don't even fully realize that they have. So I think in terms of what fathers can be doing in the workplace is that I think really, you know, making the world better for mothers will make it better for all parents and it will make it better for future mothers. And I think like, you know, advocating for better paid family leave is really, really important. But also, you know, one thing that I am a really big fan of is for fathers um, that this is sort of like, whenever someone asks me, like, what's the one thing that fathers can do on this issue? I always say, to take their full paternity leave if they have it. Do you know, can you guess why? Why is that? Basically, it's because when fathers take their full paternity leave, one, it it actually reduces bias against mothers in the workplace. Like it's not just like mothers are the only people who are going to be taking family leave. And it actually showed, studies show that fathers who take paternity leave are more involved with their kids' lives at the kids' age of six? Because it's a it's a competency question. If you're never on your own to take care of a baby and you never learn, you sort of set up these systems of the mother doing more in the home like that can last for a, ch- a child's like total, total childhood. So that's a really important workplace policy is to advocate for and then take full paternity leave. And I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan of that. No, it's so important. In an earlier episode, we had a gentleman by the name of Josh Levs, who you may or may not know, but but Josh has done a lot of work talking about paternity leave because when his daughter was born, he requested paternity leave and he was working for CNN at the time and they rejected his claim or his, his request for it. And they did not have a paternity leave structure and he fought it. Yeah. And... It, it ended up changing the entire culture, but at the end, he ended up needing to leave the company because of the legal issues that had come out of it. But it is so important for, and this goes into gender equity too. It's not just a, right. a, a female thing. There are equitable things that need to happen on both sides, especially when it comes to parental rights. Because when we're looking at parental leave, a lot of companies don't have paternity leave yet. And that's a challenge because I think you are completely right that fathers that are there from the very beginning that are working side by side with the mother of the child to be able to show that child the love that that child needs right from the very beginning sets up the parameters of what is going to happen through their life. Yeah. And it's, it's so important. And I think right now in this country, paternity leave is seen as a perk, not like a human right, <laughs> like a job perk, like if you happen to work at a, a thoughtful company. And I think when men have positions of leadership and power in companies, they should use that to get better policies. And I think like a lot of times men are sort of not penalized in the same way as women for asking for these things. So I think it's just, it's really important to use for men to be an ally in this in workplaces. Completely agree with you on that. I think there's so many things that that men can do in that regard. Now, as we're looking at our daughters, and I think that at times there could be this feeling that 
when you're talking about gender equity, that the mother of the child may know more about the issues that our daughters may. And if you talk about bias before, and I'm going to talk about bias after this, but I kind of wonder the role of a father in regards to having these type of conversations with their daughters and being a part of the conversations that a mother may have with their with their daughters, but but it, I feel that it's also important for the father to have those type of conversations too. It, it, I mean, in what ways can a father interject himself to be able to start having those conversations to show his daughter that he is trying to advocate for her as well? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting and complex question. And my take on it, it, it maybe it's also because I have really young kids. My take is that a lot, so much of this is less about conversation and more about modeling. Because I think for, you know, women's advancement, who they choose to have as a partner in their lives will have a huge impact on them, whether they realize their dreams or professional ambitions or have the kind of family they want. And so I think for dads to model equity with, with their daughter's mother in whatever family form that may take, in terms of uh, valuing her contributions, in terms of doing his fair share at home, in terms of you know seeing her worth uh, and her her skills and acknowledging them regardless of if she makes more money, like not equating everything to you know who makes the more mon- most money is the person who does important things. Like that can be really really powerful messages, I think, in sort of helping pave the way for daughters to have a different experiences than I am having that their mothers are having. Because I think expecting that their partners to be really involved in supporting them is just like such an important thing. So I don't know if it directly answers the question about what kind of conversation, but I think it I hope it gets at this sense of like, what are some day in and day out things that we can do to support that? No, I think it definitely does. And I think that you're right, that modeling is definitely key. I know with my own daughters, you know, I try to bring them into the workplace. I try to let them see women doing amazing things, introducing them, trying to encourage them in so many different ways, opening their eyes to opportunities that can exist for them if they so choose. And modeling in that way, I think is important. And I think there's other ways that you can model as well within your own home, like you said, in what you do or what you don't do, you know, what, you know, how you treat the the partner that you have in life. And I mean, that's definitely a modeling piece. You know, all of those things are so important because as we all know, our kids' eyes are wide open from the moment that they are born. Yep. They're soaking it all in. I think another thing that could really be important is similar to what I think a lot of Black families and families of color in certain ways talk to their kids about the realities of racism. Like, I think that fathers should talk to their daughters about the realities of sexism. And I think that that is really important. And I think that the encouragement of you can do anything and introducing daughters to great opportunities, like I feel like that is definitely, you know, the kind of encouragement and experience that I had growing up that was very empowering. But I think there's also, you know, some of the reality that has to go with that, that we are not an equal society. And so it's less, I think a lot of, in my re- experience in reporting, a lot of women feel very empowered to achieve their dreams until they become mothers. 
And so in terms of, you know, what society doesn't support them in and what is asked of them. So I think being not being negative, but being real about how much further our society needs to come, I think can also be a really important part of the conversation in addition to encouragement. I think that's so important as well. Now, I know that you said to me before, when we were talking before we we went live today, that you've done a lot of research on this. Now, as you're talking to women, have as you've done, and, and wh- whether it be in-person research where you're talking to people on your podcast, whether it be looking at studies, looking at your own life, you know, what are some of the commonalities that you're seeing about where we are today in regards to um, the workforce or gender equity in general? And in your opinion, what is the next step? What is the next step that society needs to take to be able to, to raise the bar per se? to be able to support gender equity across the board? My answer in November 2020 is different than it would have been in November 2019. But I think that the thing that has been coming up in my research and reporting this year, and I think, you know, we're going to see our world for a long time as, you know, before COVID and after COVID. So COVID did not create that many new problems in our society, it only just like greatly exacerbated all the problems that were there. And I think that what I think, you know, coming out of this, that is really sort of the next step for us is to as a society, really start to look at how we value care work, and how we are thinking about the unpaid labor that goes into making society function. So in the before times, when there was like, fully functioning school, I immediately noticed when I became a public school parent, how much of the public school system relied on like the unpaid labor, mostly of mothers, you know, to do the PTA and the fundraising and organizing and all that sort of stuff. And that's sort of just like the baseline of how our society works. And so I think providing more compensation, whether it's through different universal basic income programs, or really trying to challenge how we think about the value of care is going to be a really important idea coming out of this. There was a a great newsletter by the writer Anne Helen Peterson, who had this headline that I think has stuck with so many with me and so many mothers I know, which is that other countries have social safety nets, the US has women. And I so I think like really not sort of treating women as the default social safety net and sort of trying to place value on the work that a lot of uh, women are doing and have have been sort of forced to give up their careers to do right now during the pandemic is going to be a really important part of the conversation going forward. This has been amazing. Now, I want to take a little bit of time for people to know more about your podcast, because as I said, you're talking to working mothers specifically, but tell me more about the Double Shift podcast. Sure. So the Double Shift is um, a reported podcast about a new generation of working mothers. And our mission was is really to tell stories that you haven't heard before. And we are decided to come back for a third season. And, and our third season has really been, it really been very ideas based about sort of like where we go from here. And, you know, previously, we've told stories about working moms from, you know, sex workers to politicians. And, you know, we talked a lot, our whole last season was about the revolution begins at home, which is all about family structures. So I think that definitely could be of interest to your listeners. Um, But right now, I mean, I think we're sort of sorting out where we go from here in a world where we're 
we're losing mothers in the public sphere. And so how do we think about a path forward? And this was sort of a big challenge for me because I had twins earlier this year. So thinking about how to continue to do important journalism and my work and dealing with my new family realities and the pandemic is I, I really live my art. <laughs> so it's definitely a new world and a new a new reality for all of us. And, yes. and having to figure that out in the kind of the, the new balance uh, is not been easy for any family, especially a family with young kids. You know, we talked about having a kindergartner and nine months old, nine month twins yes. at home and trying to balance school and work and everything else and all of the other realities that you have to deal with. It's definitely not easy right now. And but it but what I keep telling people is this is one moment in time. Yes. I think dads are actually feeling the effects of how hard this is in new ways. I mean, I think all parents are feeling it. And I think that that maybe is a silver lining that dads can be more attuned to what needs to change in our society um, and can advocate for that because we're so many of us are having this collective experience of misery this year. And hopefully it won't be all of 2021. Would this leave it at <laughs> Yeah, let's hope. Now, if people want to find out more about the podcast and listen to it for themselves, where should they go to get more information either about you or your podcast? Sure. So you can download The Double Shift wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow The Double Shift on Instagram at the double shift or me on Twitter. I'm at at K G E E E. And I actually love hearing from dads about what they think about the show. So let me know what you think. Catherine, I truly appreciate you being on today and, uh, and all that you're doing to be able to engage mothers in a whole new way and to open their eyes about the world around them too, because it's, it's very important to do that. I appreciate your perspectives today too, because I think it's important for all of us dads to be able to have these perspectives, not only from other dads and the experiences that they're going through, but from women and the experiences that they've gone through. And I loved hearing what you said about the fact of the, the support that you had from your own parents growing up and, and what we can do today as fathers to support our own daughters in their own journeys that they're going on. So I appreciate that and I wish you all the best. Thanks so much for having me. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step -step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause a 
Those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be